No idea is too big. We're building Shangri-La. It's the episode two recap of Winning Time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. My name is Nico Ramos. With me, as always, on this podcast and producing every podcast we make is the amigo Toby from HR. This is all a part of the genius art direction as well of Mr. Alan Martin. It is continue watching on the Call to Arms feed. My name is Nico Ramos. Let's get started. Let's go. In case you're new to this, this is Continue Watching. It is our companion podcast on the Call to Arms feed where we talk about our favorite show of the moment. And for this moment, our favorite show is Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. It's an HBO original. You can watch it every Monday in the Philippines on HBO Go. If you're listening to this, then most likely you're all caught up. You watch episode one, you watch episode two yesterday. We're recording this on a Tuesday and we're putting it up um, on a Tuesday as well. You've listened to our recap from last week and you're here to talk episode two. Um, the amigo Toby from HR is with me as always, as he will be Yo. for every watching, uh, for every episode of Continue Watching. This one, where 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 do we start? Where do we start? Uh, the 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 big um, light flex of uh, directed by Jonah Hill, right, right there at the end of the opening credits. Um, Noted Suns fan, Jonah Hill. Yes, <laughs> is he is he is he a Suns fan or did he wear that one cool Suns outfit Sunburst one jersey, time? Yeah, uh, reclaiming him, reclaiming him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he directed an episode of the Lakers. Um, dramatization of their dynasty uh i think we can claim him right back but <laughs> but jo- jo- jonah hill uh directed episode two we talked a lot about adam mckay who as we said is one of the creators um uh, of this show and he directed the pilot hands it off to jonah hill for for episode two we have no idea like if steven spielberg is going to be directing like episode <laughs> nine of this thing but so far just in terms of just big names in the director chair um two for two for winning time yeah and he pretty much delivers right i mean he's got that style down from adam k uh whole editing he's got the humor down and it's not his first foray into directing he did um mm-hmm. mid 90s which is an a24 nostalgia driven skateboarding movie uh that's good catch it if you can this this episode it felt like sort of part two of part one, right? It's still introducing everyone. It's still um, letting us know what their motivations are, who's standing in their way. Uh, what do you think of this second episode? A, a, a lot more plays that were that were not called uh, for John C. Riley. We saw, yeah. we, you know, if this was a basketball game, we saw some of those John C. Riley bench minutes um, right. in, in in this game. Lots of magic. Lots yeah. of magic. Yeah. Um, still, still a lot of Jerry West, which we, which we like as 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 we said. Of um, yeah, we're, we're, and we we're can massive, get into that in a bit. Yeah, we're massive fans of of the Jerry West portrayal um, on this on this podcast. Um, but let's let, let let's start there. Uh, you you sent me an article, I think right after we we released the the podcast last week about Gary Vitti. Apparently, being very upset. Gary Vitti, long time, long time Lakers trainer. He was there 
for the Magic Years. He was there for the Kobe and Shaq uh, yeah. three-peat. He famously, in a viral video, um, pops Kobe's finger back in place. Remember that? And then Kobe yeah. doesn't get subbed out. Yeah. Um, they retired on the same day, right? They retired on the same day. Yeah. When, when yeah. Kobe left, Gary Vitti was like, yeah, Vitti out as well. Um, yeah, you sent me an article about Gary Vitti, apparently uh, very upset about uh, the pilot and how Winning Time has been portraying some of the some of the people he knew uh, very, very well. Right. Uh, well, I mean, I, I we said this in the first episode, uh, we don't care about historical accuracy here. Not one bit. We don't. I mean... This is a TV show, first and foremost, and it's and it's really out here just to entertain us. You know, tell us some nuggets, proof. Um, tell us a bit of what happened, but then there's a lot of embellishment here. There's a lot of um, stretching the facts, really hyping up all these different characters. I mean, I'm sure Jerry West had a temper, but was it this bad of a temper? I mean, probably not. <laughs> it's, it's hard to imagine someone actually having this bad of a of a temper. Uh, I, I I think I think people with um, famous uh, tempers in like like Rashid Wallace is watching this show, going, "Damn, Jerry West! <laughs> damn, Jerry West is unprofessional. Yeah, How inappropriate of him! Yeah, damn, Jerry." Uh, as I yeah, you're right. As you said, episode one, we we could not we could not possibly care any less um there's there's an article on um there's an article on screenrant.com and i think they're 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 doing this per per week they're like Uh winning time episode two true story uh, true story explained what it gets right and wrong and it's essentially just a fact-finding mission um yeah Hey, this happened on the show. Did that really happen in real life? Hey, this happened on the show. Did that happen in real life? As soon as I read the headline, I was like, close tab. Yeah, let's see the click. It didn't happen that way. Yeah. It doesn't happen that way. (laughs) (laughs) It's a TV show. I mean, Uh, if they're going to show everything that happened as it happened, it's going to be a 500-page book, which this is, right? Showtime is a book. Yeah, if you want the facts, you can read that. If you want to be entertained, watch this one. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Also, um... If if they wanted to be super factual about it, they would have probably done a documentary. And hey, guess what? Scotty Pippen is still somewhere yelling to anyone who listened to him that the last dance did not contain all the facts. Right. Exactly. I don't care. The Lakers yeah. wore yellow in real life. The the Lakers in the TV show are wearing yellow on the TV show. Uh, I know at least that is accurate and everything yeah. else I'm taking with a grain of salt. Um, the, the suspension of disbelief here is uh, <laughs> there's heavy doses of suspension <laughs> of disbelief. But OK, so, so Gary Vitti was hired by the production of the show. He was hired yeah. as an onset expert, uh, kind of like an onset consultant. Right. Um Ironically, just to check, I guess, if things actually did happen this way or not. <laughs> and also make a couple of appearances on, on the show. Um, he quit. Oh, he was here? On screen? On cam? Yeah, he was. Uh, I'll show you. He quit, apparently, after two episodes. Um, oh. I don't know if it's two episodes worth of his appearances or after they shot two episodes, if they shot in sequence. I don't know these things. But Gary <laughs> Vitti quit, right? He was supposed to make $15,000. And then he was like, nah, deuces, I'm out. I don't like how you're portraying Jerry West um, and maybe other things, right? 
But I had no idea. Like, I knew he quit and things like that. I had no idea he was on. I was watching the show last night. And then at the end, the end credits, Uh I just see his name. Scouts on the page. It said Scouts. It had a bunch of names. And Gary Vitti's name was right there. And I was like, let me rewind to the very first scene right after the credits. Right? The very Uh, first scene right after the credits where where Jerry Buss walks into the coaches and staff meeting and essentially says, hey, blank check, Jerry West. Like go go get whoever you want. Right. By the way, there's here's like it, let me introduce you to Hot Chick A. Um, <laughs> Very reminiscent I, of that Moneyball scene. I mean, it, Jonah it was. Hill, yeah, drawing from that. You're right. Yeah, you're right. And uh, there were a couple of that guys and a couple of hidden, if you know, you know, guys in that Moneyball scout scene as well. Yeah. And in in this scout scene for the Lakers, in an incredible white. Salt and pepper, salt and pepper, full on, just like full on mustache and uh, what Lionel Richie Afro <laughs> is multiple time champion trainer oh, wow. of the Los Angeles Lakers, <laughs> Gary Vitti. Look at that. Wow. Unrecognizable. Wow. I'm not sure that's, that's a good, good thing for a guy, Gary. <laughs> this is why he quit. <laughs> this is why he quit. He didn't quit because they didn't portray Jerry West accurately. He quit because they didn't portray him like anyone you should take seriously. Do you think oh. when what, do you think when he walked into makeup that day he had already expressed to Adam McKay and to like other people um, in the production, his unhappiness about how they were portraying the show, and they were like, "Oh, is that how you feel, Gary? <laughs> Bang! This is how you're gonna look." He's on oh screen. He's on screen for I'm telling you a split second. He's on screen, focused on him for a split second. In that split second, he looks horrible. <laughs> there should have been an arrow there. I mean, they're they're putting arrows and names and uh, titles everywhere. They should have just put Gary Beatty. Yeah, when they, they should be like, them. Gary Vitti hates this show. <laughs> uh, this is the video clip right here. Uh, Gary Vitti, this is a classic situation of what, what happens when you upset your waiter when you order food. <laughs> they go in the back and then they spit on your food and then they serve it to you. Gary Vitti brought up his some of his thoughts. Excuse me, I have some thoughts. You see this incredible performance that... that yeah. Jason Clark is doing right now for, for Jerry West. You see this incredible performance? Yeah, I hate it because it's inaccurate. <laughs> and then McKay and Jonah Hill and Max Bornstein and everybody running the show is like, is that how you feel, Gary? All right, we, we just made some changes to your hair and makeup for this show. <laughs> now you look like a fool. And it's either you quit or you appear in eight more episodes looking like this. And Vita Now you look like Jonah Hill from Superbad in like 50 <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> <laughs> But there's a Gary Vitti bit for you. Um, ironic. It's ironic that he goes out and says he hates it. Uh, and then a week later, um, he goes out on that same TV show he allegedly hates. <laughs> looking like an absolute fool. I love Gary Vitti, by the way. Love right. Gary Vitti, right? He's a champ. He's a Laker. Um, of course. But, yeah. I mean, should have let something slide, Gary. Just <laughs> should have let some things slide. Uh, I saw an interview. Uh, someone called Kurt Rambis to mm-hmm. confirm or deny if Jerry West was really like that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, 
how how do the Rambuses keep doing it? Kurt and Linda. Like, <laughs> are, aren't they now running the Lakers, allegedly? Um, yeah. Still? And I'm like, wow, Kurt Rambis. I got to give it to that guy. <laughs> he is still around making, like, as an authority within the Los Angeles Lakers, the winningest franchise in basketball. Kurt Rambis. It's amazing. Anyway, back to the episode. Um, any other things you wanted to to bring up, uh, maybe as broad strokes uh, for what the episode felt like, uh, what the episode looked like, um, as a director to director, um, uh, and anything else that Jonah did that impressed you? Yeah, well, we talked about it a little in the first um, recap, but I, I just want to say that I really love how they're getting all that film stocks. I, I don't know. I, I, I was pretty sure that they were shooting digital before and that they were just adding a filter or whatever. But then mm. it looks good. I mean, it really looks authentic. They have three or four different film looks. Like sometimes it's a Super 8, sometimes it's the TV broadcast. And they, they're cutting to all these different kinds of footage. And it looks great. It looks really authentic. We, um, we, were, a, we were a little unsure after episode one because... Full disclosure, we saw episode one as a screener, as an advanced screener um, that our friends from HBO sent us. And, you know, screeners, for for those of you guys who, you know, um, don't know, they come with a disclaimer. It says, hey, here's the show. It's got your email address watermarked on top of the screen. So, you know, you don't leak it. And (laughs) there are certain visual elements of the show that aren't finalized because mm-hmm. you're getting an advanced copy. Episode two, um, you and I both watched natively on the HBO yeah. Go app and we got kind of like the full experience of it. Because we when, when we were watching episode one, we were like, hey, is that an effect that they meant to layer on um, to the screen? Or do right. you think that's one of those visual things that isn't cleaned up yet? But now episode two, we get the full effect of it. And, and, and you're right, it, it, it kind of does look incredibly impressive and yeah. i'm not sure if it's accurate to the time yeah it looks like archival footage it, it does look, it, it looks old i'm not sure if it's mm. accurate to 1979 but it, it looks old and like that's good enough for me <laughs> yeah same here still not a lot of basketball still not a lot of basketball there's one one scene episode of two yeah. one scene one scene of basketball um in a church league or something <laughs> i yeah i'm sure you have some thoughts on that let's go Let's talk. Okay, let's talk about Brian. All right. Let's talk about Brian. So here's a quick synopsis of episode two. By now, everyone who's listening to this, I'm sure you guys have seen episode two already. If you haven't, hit pause, run to HBO Go, watch the damn show, and then come back and listen. All right. I'm gonna give you three seconds. Three, two, one. All right. It's an hour later. Welcome back, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the show essentially revolves around that. That sweet summer period between Magic Johnson has just gotten drafted by the Lakers, mm-hmm. but training camp hasn't started. Yeah. And he's still in East Lansing, Michigan, taking care of business, right? Um, he's his ice candy business. <laughs> he's getting pitched. He's getting pitched um, businesses by his relatives. He's donating to the church. He's figuring out his you know, his mother's uh, approval, trying to earn it by giving her a hot tub um, and essentially really trying to win his ex-girlfriend Cookie back while also at the same time just 
sleeping with is it the same woman or different women um in his car <laughs> i'm still not sure but right there's a, there's a lot yeah. a lot of um in-car fornication going on there <laughs> yeah. for for mr ej johnson and in la jerry bus he's starting to stretch his owner legs went to the owner's meeting told the coaching staff hey do whatever you want get whoever you want mm-hmm. um and met with red Auerbach. we'll get yeah. to in a little bit uh, yeah. lots of lots of jerry bus red Auerbach moments and essentially that's the episode right that's mm-hmm. the episode you you, you you sprinkle in um an I think completely unnecessary Jerry West love scene <laughs> to, to to help cold open the show. A separate scene of him in his underwear, yeah. also unnecessary, but <laughs> just adds more layers to this Jason Clark performance. Um, yeah. You you tie all that together, and that's episode two of the show, um, which brings us to Brian. Cookie, at this point, Cookie eventually becomes Cookie Johnson, Magic Johnson's wife. Uh, yeah, long-time wife. wife. Yeah. Still together, right? Still together, yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- their, their love story is as much part of any other story that Magic tells. And you can, you know, I've, I've read the Magic Johnson autobiography. He speaks a lot about Cookie. Um, mm-hmm. Never mentioned Brian in the autobiography. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> I read an autobiography of of Magic in his own words. I read When the Game Was Ours, which was about Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. I've read Showtime. I've I've read essentially kind of every book that you could think of about Magic Johnson because he's my favorite player. Never a mention of Brian. (laughs) But Brian is Cookie's current boyfriend, who is this church-going... Manager of a... yeah, manager of a store. Foot Locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's, he's essentially 1979 me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> works at a shoe store. Go, uh, is, is everything is everything that Magic's mom wants Magic to be, which is yeah. this respectful, courteous, wait still marriage, God fearing, um, church growing, Bible study attending young man in Brian who. For some reason, um, Magic decided to... Well, we know the reason. Uh, Magic decided to crash Brian's weekly Sunday afternoon pickup game at the park in his brand new convertible Mercedes. Mm -hmm. Um, And we we kind of know what happens after that. Um, Yeah. Some basketball was played. So basketball was played. Um, <laughs> Quincy Isaiah. That, I asked you last week, uh, what would it take for you to, to see Quincy Isaiah on the court and say, yeah, that's magic. And you said it would be when he threw a behind-the-back pass, which he did yeah, or, today. Or, 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 yeah, or a, or a full-court bounce pass, Yeah, uh, yeah which yeah. we haven't seen yet. But the behind-the-back pass, we, they did a great job of, one, finding like a five-foot-five guy to play Brian so that when magic magic steps in and plays like in in jeans right and like just straight up hops out of his convertible is in jeans in a tucked in shirt and then um just starts playing basketball there's this scene where he's bringing up the ball and kind of is backing down Brian as the yeah. defender and he looks like magic yeah. And he and yeah. he looks like what Isaiah looked like trying to guard, like what Joe Dumars tried to look like guarding Magic coming down the floor. What all of these other smaller point guards look like when Magic essentially was backing them down as he brought down 
the basketball, looking over them and just making the most out of like you know being six foot nine. Yeah, as we said, I, Quincy Isaiah six three, but that guy who plays Brian um, looks like he's probably maybe five six on his best day. <laughs> he really made he really made Quincy look six nine uh, yeah. in, in the episode, and it and it looked great. It looked yeah. great. There was there was a fast break where he left the ball behind a little bit, of, <laughs> a little yeah. bit of that magic. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone else picked it up from behind him and dunked him, and I was like, "Okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm still buying it. I'm still buying it. Yeah, I haven't seen much, but I haven't seen enough to turn me off." They do cut to like a wide, a really, really wide shot when he dunks the ball, though. So I'm wondering <laughs> if that was really him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it a ten foot rim? Yeah, yeah. That he dunks on. Yeah, it could be eight with the with. Five three Brian there. But has has anyone in in recent TV history have we ever had anyone just written, cast, and put on screen just solely for the purpose of no pun intended getting dunked on <laughs> as embarrassingly as Brian the character was dunked on um, in more ways than one by Magic um, in Winning Time episode two. Because maybe there's a Brian in real life, maybe there's not. Again, this podcast doesn't care. But they decided there is no other redeeming fact. There is no other arc to this Brian person outside of he's the guy that magic just dunks on. Yeah. He's the guy whose girl gets taken away. He's the guy who (laughs) gets shown. Like, Brian's feeling himself on the court, man. Yeah. You mean... I know, I know. It's the late seventies, early eighties, but no one is playing in those short shorts, no shirt, if they're not feeling themselves. <laughs> and he goes like, "Check my six pack out." And the only way this could go wrong for me is if my current girlfriend's ex, six foot nine point guard, number one draft pick in the NBA, comes rolling in in his brand new Benz and literally dunks on me and blocks my every shot. And sure enough, that's what happens. Has anyone else been like, been like, oh? Here, here's a Patsy. Here's a Patsy <laughs> TV show. Just embarrass him. Just kick him around. One of the old guys in succession? Frank? <laughs> Frank and Carl? <laughs> Frank and Carl? Yeah. Uh, at least they say something funny every now and then. At least you yeah. know they're going to be in the next episode. I'd be <laughs> shocked if I see Brian again. Yeah, Brian's gone. Pour one out from Brian. We're never seeing him again. <laughs> can, we, can we find out? I am currently going on IMDb. Just to check out Winning Time. This isn't incredible podcasting. You can hear me typing, but I just want to, as Toby said, pour one out. I just cast. Carter Redwood. Carter. What else has he has he been on? Just one What's... episode of Winning Time. <laughs> oh, that's it. That confirms it. <laughs> that confirms it. He's gone. Oh, Brian. Um. He was the voice of Jonas in the Walking Dead video game. Wow. <laughs> um, the video game, not even the show, the video game. Yeah, he's... <laughs> oh, he's in two episodes um, of Orange is the New Black. Maybe oh. I can go back and watch that. Um, but yeah, this is his big break. Mr. Carter Redwood, shout-outs to you, sir, for essentially being... Being the guy that Blake Griffin is dunked on. Being, you, you know that game where Pau Gasol just got dunked on by Blake Griffin twice? <laughs> uh, 
Mr. Carter Redwood for your, for allowing yourself to get mozgoved um, by Quincy Isaiah to advance the winning time narrative. Kudos to you, sir. Yeah. You, you did a great sacrifice. The people are appreciative. Let's hope you got paid like Mozgov. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's hope so. We speak for the people's podcast. What do we say? The people are appreciative of your sacrifice, sir. And uh, we promise to try and support whatever your next project will be. <laughs> Good for you. Um, all right. Okay. Let's let's move on past Brian. I, I say Brian, by the way, with with, a, with a, almost the same disgust that Draymond Green has for for Rodney. 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 Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Um, so winning time. Let, let's let's talk a little bit, Jerry Bus. Uh, we said there was a lot of bench minutes for for John uh, John C. Riley on this show compared yeah. to compared to episode one. Episode one, he was playing forty eight minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, this one, he got a little bit of rest between to start the second, start the fourth quarter. But the minutes that he was on, my goodness. Yeah. My good, just very important just, minutes. Yeah. And, and just full on. Just full on LeBron game one of the 2018 finals. Just every play was a massive play. You yeah. wanna you wanna talk about the the red hour back of it all uh, right here? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, we saw red hour back in the first episode for like a split second, right? Mm. Holding up a trophy and black and white, and hey, that's Michael Shiklis. We thought it was a cameo at that point. And he really looked like hour back in that episode one. Episode two, you kind of could see, oh, it's Chiklis, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But f- for the people who aren't familiar with his work, talk to us about why you were so excited to see it was Michael Chiklis as Red Auerbach. Well, he was on um, The Shield, if anyone saw that. It was one of the first um, anti-hero TV shows before, anti-heroes were a thing, before Breaking Bad, before Mad Men and all that stuff. Uh, the Shield with Michael Chiklis was the anti-hero show so him as Red Auerbach uh, of course Red Auerbach beloved by a lot of people but also hated by the Laker fans the devil incarnate as <laughs> uh, as David Stern said yeah shout to David Stern we got a young David Stern in there yeah. hey wasn't I, Michael Chiklis in the Fantastic Four yeah he was the thing he was in the Fantastic ah, Four for go. like five minutes and then covered up in makeup for the rest of the, <laughs> the run time <laughs> but yeah he was the thing and um, we're seeing him play Red Auerbach with a green cigar. Google that if that actually happened, if he actually smoked green cigars. And if he was really this much of an asshole. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he really seems like just condescending at every turn. Um, yeah. They really played Jerry Buss out to be as someone completely unwelcome by... Right the old boys club of the NBA. Jack Kent Cook kind of served as that figure of just condescension towards Jerry Buss in the first episode. And then in the second episode, it was the owners with, you know, David Stern kind of whispering to Jerry Buss, oh, he didn't vote for you. Oh, he yeah, doesn't like yeah. you. And then Chicklis obviously has, has read Auerbach just taking every opportunity, just every opportunity to kind of demean him, make fun of him, um, get a free lobster out of him um, when <laughs> yeah. when when he walks out um but i'm not uh, be, I, again we don't care yeah for something we don't care about we keep bringing it up a lot i just realized <laughs> that but m- my point is maybe maybe jerry bus was this unwanted by the nba oligarchs at that time or maybe he was warmly welcomed we don't care uh, but but my point is red Auerbach and the portrayal of him in episode 2 really sets up like oh oh we got a villain to the show now yeah 
Exactly. Because before that, I was just kind of like floating around. Oh, there's this historical take of, oh, what's going to happen? Hey, how do you go from um, trying to draft magic to winning all those championships, right? Uh, to winning five in the 80s. That was kind of like the flow, right? We were kind of just bouncing yeah. around um, in the ocean, just like going along for the ride. But now with with episode two, we're like, oh, we got a villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we got a bad guy. Yeah. Right, we 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 we've they're 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 gonna go back to him. Yeah. They're gonna go back to him, and you know this is gonna this is gonna stretch out into some of those Celtics Lakers finals as we expected. And they're like, oh, it's it's gonna be Red and Jerry Buss, and I'm yeah. all in for this. Yeah. Um, but 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 talk about talk about those scenes with with the two of them. Um, whether it was they had three essentially the owners meeting, the um, dinner, the dinner. Um, and then, and, when he and then came over to the later on, yeah, at the forum. Yeah. The last time that I was here, happen. I'm sure. That <laughs> <laughs> last time I was here, sixty-nine. <laughs> there were balloons in the sky. Looked like fifty thousand of them. Um, then he puts out his green cigar at center court. Yeah, that he just happen. drops it. He just drops <laughs> yeah. it on the holy forum floor. Uh, okay, so so talk a little bit about those three scenes or any one of them in particular. What you liked, uh, what you kind of, yeah, uh, uh, any holes uh, you found. I don't. Know, I th- I think he's a really good foil to John C. Riley. I mean, because you, you you think of good coaches, like, and you think of Pop, who's who's really quiet, really. Uh, chooses his words carefully, very serious. But then this guy, uh, not the Red Auerbach I was picturing, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was born in the 90s, and I never reached Red Auerbach. Uh, I mean, doing anything in the NBA. So this wasn't the picture I had of him. But then it's an interesting one, because he, he kind of mirrors John C. Riley in a way. I mean, they're both slick when they talk. They both have their own agendas. And as John Zerilli says in the end, they're both winners, right? They both right. want to rip each other's hearts out. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think you're right in the sense that it's it's kind of like this inverted mirror, at least how they're depicting these two men, right? This yeah. inverted mirror of, hey, we're both like grade A prime assholes. <laughs> yeah. You are, you know... A little rougher around the edges you have the reputation you have all the championships and you're gonna get it through brute force and rudeness i'm gonna get it through flash and money and being slick and you know as you said um and jerry bus makes that distinction very very clear but then he also says i started from nothing like yeah i had nothing so i'm just like you so I, i i think that that's a great way t- from a TV show perspective to kind of paint the good guy versus the bad guy because it's always the best when there's a lot of good guy in the bad guy and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, I-, I think that all of our favorite TV shows, right, there's always kind of like sympathy for the bad guy just a little bit. And also there's something about the good guy that you're kind of like, oh, you don't like. Um, yeah. and-, and I think they do a good job in episode two of really kind of establishing that for us. And, and you know, I, I think we're finally now ready to jump into the TV show now because we're like, yeah. okay, you've you've essentially met almost, there's still an Adrian Brody card that, you know, they haven't put down on the table um, as Pat Riley. But you've now pretty much met almost everyone here. 
everyone on your side and the big baddie uh, on the other side, which is Red Auerbach. So it gets you super excited for episode three. Yeah. Well, while, while we're on the subject of Red Auerbach, Bill Sharman makes an appearance mm. here. Yeah. Played by Brett Cullen, who was Who's Eddie he? Martell. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's... He's essentially GM, right? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He, yeah. B- Bill Sharman, the Laker legend. Uh, yeah, and he's, Celtic legend, right? He was Bob Cousy's. That's right. Off guard, I think. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and and he's he's a GM for for the Lakers, <laughs> and yeah, he is played by by Eddie Martell of the Replacements. Um, <laughs> a a favorite, a favorite Your guy. here. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say a favorite here on the podcast, and you're quick to wash no, your hands of the stake of the replacements. Like your guy, <laughs> don't drag me in there. I don't like the replacements one bit. <laughs> Not w- one bit, one no. bit. No, sorry to Keanu. You should be sorry. <laughs> you sh- You don't like the Gene Hackman paycheck performance. <laughs> uh, he hated doing Who's Ears, and I'm pretty sure he hated doing that too. Yeah, he got paid. Yeah, <laughs> I bet he. I bet you got paid doing the replacements more than he got paid doing Hoosiers. Um, yeah, the Celtics fans, by the way, are still upset at me. I called Bill Sharman a Laker legend. He was a coach <laughs> for the Lakers. He was a GM for the Lakers. My yeah, mistake. he, but, he went know. both ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, wait, wait. You don't like the replacements? Not one oh, bit. Are we getting into this now? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, six dig scars. <laughs> Glory lasts forever. Um, you, you, there's a John Favreau performance in there pre Iron Man. Maybe it needs a reappraisal in 2022. Uh, I'll give it another shot for the sake of this podcast and this working relationship. Um, I made my wife as... watch it because I remember it very fondly. Okay. I remember it very fondly. I remember hating Eddie Martell so much. I was like, I hate that guy. I remember loving Keanu so much because I love. I love Keanu. I love everything that Keanu does. People say Keanu can't act. I'm like, don't care. Um, <laughs> he hasn't like he doesn't pick a role where he needs to. I'm like, come on, guys. Um, Gene Hackman. I love how miserable he looked uh, in, in in a movie where it's so obvious that they shot him for like four days. Um, right. <laughs> and they just spread him out. And I was like, oh, Favreau's great. And there's there's a bunch of like, oh, I know that guy um, yeah. in yeah. that movie. Um, oh wait, how, how so? How'd be like it? And Bear was like, we were 20 minutes in, and Bear was like, this is kind of lame. <laughs> and I was like, it is. <laughs> and I stopped watching it because I wanted to preserve the memory of it. <laughs> but when I rewatch it, I realize, all right, maybe it is kind of lame. But it's incredibly entertaining. Go and rewatch The Replacements. And so the people at The Ringer, the fact that it's still not a rewatchable is upsetting to me. I'm going <laughs> to file a grievance. Um, but anyway, back to winning time. Yes, Bill Sharman was played by the guy who plays Eddie Martell. Yeah. If you have never seen, I have no idea what the replacements were, you just tuned out for the last two minutes of the podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. We're done talking about this terrible B-level sports movie. Uh, and we're back that to talking about this, that yeah, <laughs> this TV show that I equally love. Um, anything else that we should uh, get to? There's a Mrs. Rothman piece to this. Where, yeah, yeah. Uh, they kind of introduce how the forum elevates itself into one of the the world's premier entertainment 
yeah. arenas and venues. And uh, oh, how convenient. Surprise, surprise. It was Genie Bus's scrapbook idea all <laughs> along. Yeah, but I, I, I figure that's going to be a big part of the show as well. I mean, building the team, of course, is one part of it. But then also creating that whole sports entertainment kind of brand, right, is all attributed to Dr. Jerry Bus and but by extension, um, what's the name of this girl? Gabby Hoffman. Claire, Claire Hoffman. Is yeah, it Claire? Claire? I'm making up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and of course, don't forget the contribution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of course. Genie. Genie Bus. Genie Bus. Uh, yeah, but that's when that's when the celebrities um, Yeah. The are, Laker Girls, uh, I think, are incoming in a couple right. of episodes. Uh, the yeah. concerts. Um, the, Courtside seating, I think, was something invented by the buses. Is Was it? Yeah, yeah, getting celebrities to sit, sit courtside. Court yeah, yeah. yeah, that was them. Um, and then the Forum Club, which at that time was the most popular, most exclusive nightclub, pretty right. much anywhere. Um, and it, it's it's striking though. There's this line that that the genie bus character throws out in episode two, where she says, "I did the research. Um, I was looking through the Billboard charts, and no top ten artist has toured in the Forum in the last like." I think she had three or five years. Yeah. And and that's so interesting compared to today, right? And they, they even throw like, yeah, it's because our acoustics are shit. Yeah. Um, but the forum in LA to this day, today, is one of the like landmark tentpole locations of any major artist's US tour. Everyone mm-hmm. plays the forum. It's I such... See. It, it, it's probably kind of like right up there with Madison Square Garden, if not, you know, even more important because you can get the forum. Not everyone plays the garden, but the forum is kind of like a wink, wink for like, you know, musicians and artists and things like that. Like you have to play the forum because after the Lakers left, it, it almost exclusively became the venue for live musical acts. Um, right. And that's the reason why, you know, it's it's still up there. I think the Clippers are tearing it down soon, but um, uh, but you know that's that's what the forum stands for stands for today. Um, all right, okay. Uh, the there's there's less fourth wall breaks in this episode. I'm just going through a bunch of all the other notes I made. Yeah. Uh, less fourth wall breaks uh, in this episode. We already talked about. Still not a lot of basketball. Um, yeah. On a lot the of forum moms in this episode, though. A lot of. Mo- a lot of moms. Shout yeah. out Sally Field. Yeah, Sally Field. I didn't shout know she was here. Yeah, shout out Sally Field as Jerry Buss's mom. What's the age difference? What's the actual age difference there on, on Sally years. Field? <laughs> really? You looked it up? I don't know. Let's Google that. On, on Sally know. Field and John C. Riley. Sally Field known to do this, by the way. When she yeah. played when she played Tom Hanks' mom in Forrest Gump, the year <laughs> before that, she played Tom Hanks' love interest in another movie. And then the year after, what? they cast her as his mom, and she just did the makeup to look older. And she's been doing this; like she just did the makeup to look older again in this one. Because all right, so it's nineteen years. There's a wait. Nine, Sally 19. Field is nineteen years older than John C. Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea how old John C. Riley is. This is another thing we talked about in the first episode of the podcast. I said he looked like he was like in his mid to late forties, like since always. He's I'm gonna. Seven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How old does that make Sally Field? Uh, don't make me do math on the podcast. 76? 19 <laughs> yeah. years? Yeah, 76? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sally Field's 76? Apparently. She's been around for a while, man. She's been a Seven. mom for a while. 
76? <laughs> yeah. Oh. You could tell how my voice just got higher and higher each time there. <laughs> she looks great for 76. I thought she made I thought they made her up to look old. Apparently I was expecting not. you to say like 58 Sally Field. Wow. <laughs> Shout out Sally Field. Um here's here's my other note. The forum the forum as it appears on on the TV show a couple of wider shots now of the forum to accommodate the face off between uh Jerry Buss and and Red Auerbach. Yeah. Looks like it can seat all of 280 people. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it though? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know it's a set. I mean, you can only yeah. you can only build a set so big and we saw some of the behind the scenes making of shots of 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 it and there's a lot of green screen there's a lot of green screen where the lower box um, yeah, should extensions. be yeah yeah so but they didn't use the green screens on this day because they were just shooting from floor level um but yeah from the way from the way that the forum looked in, in that one scene i was like Kind of small. Is that a regulation size basketball court that you guys are standing on? Looks kind of small. Um, but that's that's just yeah. a, a micromanaging point. Um, we talked already about how how if if there was a if there was a sex scene quota for the, for this entire show, Jonah Hill was like, "Give me all of it." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Give me all of it." What's my quota? What's my qu- I'm gonna th- oh, here's another sexy. I'm just throwing this in there. Uh, hey, in case you forgot from five minutes ago, Magic likes to bring girls to his car. <laughs> Gonna do it again. Um, maybe once was enough, but uh, okay, Jonah. Um, other than that, we we had another shot of Kareem. Um, mm-hmm. Still no basketball from, from Kareem, yeah. but we get it. You like to contemplate. You like to meditate. You're a deep guy, bro. Uh, they've done yeah. a good job of, of doing that. Um, and then uh, my last thing that I had is the end of the episode. It once again ends on Jason Clark, um, yeah. this time quitting his job as head coach of of the Lakers. We know we we know this was going to happen. We know he wasn't going to be the one to coach Magic in his in his debut season. Um, and but we know he sticks around with the Lakers as you know. I don't know if it's GM or president. He, he still has a role. But once again, it it ends on on. Our favorite guy of the show, Jason Clark, yeah. after John C. Riley does, you know, you know, a, a stand up on a table. From here on out, <laughs> everything we do is to we're playing to win. <laughs> have you ever done that? I mean, as a leader of you know Titan and all that, have you ever gone up on top of the desk and like give it a speech? <laughs> I, I I I once stood up on a chair. Not a oh, desk, because yeah. like, you know, I don't, I don't trust desks to hold my weight. But I once got up on a chair at the Christmas party. Um, that's the last thing I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was towards the end of the Christmas party, and they just told me I stood up on the chair. I don't remember saying anything. I don't remember <laughs> it being particularly inspiring. Uh, I think I just got up there and told people to take more shots. Um, but no, I've never done that. Don't think it works. It, don't I, think, I don't think it works either. It clearly didn't work for Jerry Bussy either. Yeah, <laughs> everyone was looking at him weird. Like, and I love how he. I love how he goes like, Cindy, borrowing your table here for a second. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, if I'm if I'm the accountant uh, in that office, going like, 
you're standing on my desk, sir. That desk will never be the same. Um, but yeah, what did you think about the end of this episode? It starts off with Clark. It ends with Clark. Yeah. Well, Jason Clark, not as outwardly funny as the first episode. I think that's uh, intentional. They, they kind of wanted to show the obsessed part of him, right? He's really obsessed yeah. with Relax, Vidi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I think they got the most important parts down, right? His his drive, his relentless drive to win. Um, maybe, I, I would think that guys like that do have temper, exaggerated, but then it's probably a, a nugget of truth there as well. Ending with that, um, I didn't know this was going to happen. I didn't know he was going to quit this early. And so that, that was kind of uh, the perfect cliffhanger for the start of the season, right? Because training camp's about to start and... Um, if you check the thumbnail for the next episode, you you, you see Adrian Brody, mm. who plays um, Pat, Pat Riley. Riley. Yeah, yeah. So should be fun to see those two phase off too. Long time now. Long time now. I know it's only been two episodes, but I'm like, just give me the Brody, man. Give me yeah. Adrian Brody. <laughs> this, is, this is like what the last season of Succession was like because... Before the before the last season of Succession started, we knew Adrian Brody was going to be in it. Yeah, and yeah. every episode that there wasn't Adrian Brody, I was like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but where's Brody? <laughs> where's Brody? <laughs> Just give me Adrian Brody already. Um, yeah, I'm 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 super looking forward to him. I I think that that's Jason Siegel. Sure, excited to see how you fit into the universe too. As well, sir, um, and you know, I'm I'm sure that you know you're you're gonna be you're gonna be great, and you're gonna have a a, a great time playing Paul Westhead. Um, but no, I'm I'm excited to see Adrian Brody in this. I'm I'm excited to see how they go. I'm excited to see the Laker uniforms. Is it just me? Is that just a Laker fan thing? Or I'm yeah, like still you. Show me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like okay. Okay, you've shown me behind the scenes, and I love it. And I want to see more of the behind the scenes stuff. But also, hey, maybe show me the front of house a little bit now. Show me, <laughs> show me how you're going to make the NBA look, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how they depict actual games and things like that. But uh, we're still on a high, still on a high on Definitely. on winning time. Yeah. Two episodes yeah. in. If you guys it's, are, it's just getting started. I mean, things are about to go down for sure. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. If, if you guys are, are enjoying Winning Time, do let us know. If you guys know anyone who's watching this, any interesting people you follow on social media that you know are watching this, hey, let us know about them. Maybe we can bring them around for episode three and we can talk about um, Winning Time with them. That is our intention here on, on the Companion Podcast. As, as with the show, me and the Amigo, we've, we've established everything now. First two episodes, right? We've established yeah. everything. You guys know what the podcast is going to look like. You guys know what it's going to sound like. We're going to make fun of a bunch of stuff. We're going to laugh at a bunch of stuff. Or we're going to talk about other stuff that's not winning time, such as The Replacements. Um, and it's a ton of fun. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what other people who are also watching the show think about it. So so do let us know. And we appreciate everyone who's been catching up and listening. You think You think there's someone who's listening to this who hasn't seen the episode yet? And they're like, I'm going to listen to the podcast first and then watch the TV show. I hope not. I hope not. Because then we just thought that um, Jason Clark doesn't make it to episode three. <laughs> That's a degenerate way of doing it, right? I mean, <laughs> if you're listening to this right now, this is the end of the podcast. 
this is the end. If you're looking at the bar on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you're listening right now, it's the end. The music is going to come on any second now. If you're still listening to this and you listen to this whole thing and you haven't seen episode two of Winning Time, you should be put in jail. <laughs> like you have serial killer tendencies, sir or ma'am. I would, I would check yourself because that's, that's not behavior I approve of. That's not behavior I tolerate. And for the record, I have nothing to do with you. We are not friends. <laughs> Other than that, enjoy the rest of your day and make sure you watch a TV show. Thank you for listening to the pod, I guess. I appreciate you <laughs> listening to the pod, but watch a TV show. It's a great show. It's a great it show. Is. It really is. It's a great show. All right. Um, that does it for episode two. Um, we'll see you guys again next week. Um, we have a bunch of other cool stuff happening on the Call to Arms feed. I guess that would be a great time to kind of uh, maybe tease that a little bit. Um, we have UAAP previews coming up very, very Finally. soon. Yeah, yes, the, the UAP right. starts in, in 11 days after two years off. So we have that coming up. Um, so big previous. We're going to talk about each of the eight uh, UAP teams. Um, that's coming up very soon on the larger Call to Arms feed. Hey, we're coming back with a really cool single coverage episode. Um, Ebe Dancel was our first guest. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go jump on. Um, but our next musical guest for single coverage... If you listen to the Ebe podcast, you know it's spoiled. But Rico Blanco is on board. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get your universe himself, uh, Mr. Rico Blanco, on single coverage. All that's coming up um, on the Call to Arms feed. And, of course, next Tuesday, continue watching for Winning Time, Episode 3. That does it for the pod. I'm good. Are you good? I'm Covered good. everything? Yeah. That's the amigo, Toby from HR. My name is Nico Ramos. We'll see you guys again very, very soon. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, we're building Shangri-La! <laughs> Stay safe, everybody. Bye-bye. There it is. Yeah. Uh, uh.